And now it's time for Geek News. You or me? I'll go first. All right. Um, I like it when you take initiative. I will take initiative. I rolled a 20. <laughs> a few things spanning, well, actually, this week I have mostly miniature-related news, but a couple other things. Oot. Starting off on uh, the GW side, uh, this week, this weekend, 525. That is Games Workshop for you uninitiated. They've listened to Just the first 22. They you know. don't uh, Wow, are you, uh, uh, are you, all right. Oh, just finish the thought, finish, that, come that on, is, uh, come on. I, I love your positivity, I'm just going to say I give that. our audience I'm, credit. I love I your positivity. Credit. If I, I am, I am nothing if not positive. <laughs> ho- hopefully they've listened to the last 23, but. No, nah, you can skip one. <laughs> On the GW side, that would be Games Workshop for the uh, mentally challenged year with their memories like Jeff. We had that conversation already. On the 40K side, Codex Eldar goes on pre-order. I like apples. Good for you. <laughs> and yet, yeah. Ah, oh, dick. Just a <laughs> big dick. <laughs> oh, welcome back. <laughs> <sighs> well, there's our intro. <laughs> Codex Eldar goes on pre-order uh, this weekend, 525. This is the Codex uh, for the Eldar faction in Warhammer 40K, just in case Jeff needed me to simplify that a little bit more. Clarify it, I should say. Their new hardbound books are generally been around 120 to 128 pages, and generally are right around the $50 price point. I'm not sure if it's going to be immediately released onto the uh, iPod store as well, but uh, the hardcover, at least, is going to be available as will all their new models. Uh, one in particular, the Wraith Knight, is causing a bit of a stir because it is MSRP'd at $115. I see a lot of people complaining about that online, and yet I also see the same people saying they're going to need to. So I feel your pain because the... Internets, we love you. <laughs> the Slaughter Brute came out for one of my factions earlier this year, and it was $86 or $80. So I'm happy somebody else has taken it just as bad as I am. Also on the 40K side, uh, from Forge World this time, Imperial Armor Volume 3 Second Edition is now available. Forge World has updated this uh, for use in 6th Edition. This is uh, the Taros campaign, and they've updated all the stats for all the Forge World-related minis in their, uh, for Tau, I should say, for the Tau faction in the book. Uh, this has an MSRP, well, it's not an MSRP, this is just how they sell it, of uh, 50 pounds. So that's probably something stupid like 100 bucks uh, US if you're going to think about ordering this from overseas. Also from the European gaming side, uh, GCT2 Studios has released uh, their rule book for Bushido uh, New Dawn. This is a Japanese-themed minis game that I've been watching as they've been developing the minis, and it's actually very quite cool-looking. Uh, they've got some really excellent sculpts. They've got your standard stuff, your samurai, your ninja, your mounted, your on foot. they got onis and ogres and stuff like that. So if it wasn't European and therefore ridiculously expensive in this country, I'd probably jump on it if only just to have them to paint. But the fluffier is really intriguing uh, to me. I really like that kind of stuff. So just throwing it out there for the people that uh, might like that kind of stuff and happen to be able to pay for things in uh, pound sterling. Dark Age Game is doing previews for their new cards. 
they've, uh, I believe we've mentioned it before. They have a new edition coming out in, uh, for release at Gen Con and they've been doing previews on their website for the new cards, new layout, different, uh, little stat bar along the side instead of having everything on top. And then their attack groups uh, are more prominent on the page as well as the keywords. Um, not quite sure how I like it, but these are not finished uh, finished cards yet. There's no point costs and some other stuff like that. So maybe when the finished card is out, it'll look a little bit more appealing to me. But head on over to their site and check it out if you haven't yet. Something that I don't normally talk about, but uh, I'm going to throw it in here. Willy Miniatures which is, I believe, a Spanish miniatures company, has been putting out fantasy football-themed teams. They've just released uh, an Egyptian team, which looks uh, pretty well done and, of course, could uh, double as Tomb Kings in the 40K vein. I should say in the Warhammer Fantasy vein. And I mention this because a little while ago, the rumor list that was put out for all of GW's Releases this year did mention Blood Bowl. We don't quite know what it's going to be, if they're just revising the rules, if they're actually going to really buy the whole minis line or whatnot. But I thought this was good timing. They've got, uh, like I said, the Egyptians. They've got some chaos-related stuff, a few other things like that. So uh, just do a search for Willy Miniatures, and it uh, should be one of the first or second hits. They Their site's uh, got a blog spot in the URL, so I I didn't make a note of that. I failed on that. WizKids has announced the first eight expansions for their Attack Wing game. This is the licensed X-Wing mechanic that they're doing with uh, their Star Trek minis. I'm looking forward to this. They're going to have the starter box, which is going to be, I think they said three ships. Their expansions are going to be non-blind, so you're going to be able to buy the ship you want. Their first eight ships, uh, other than the starter, uh, are from the Federation. You're going to get the Enterprise and the Reliant. From the Romulan Empire, you're getting the Valdor and the Apnex. From the Klingon Empire, you're getting the Garoth and the Negvar. And from the Dominion, getting the Kraxon and Gorportas, which is a little bit disappointing since the two Dominion ships are actually Cardassian and Breen, and you're not actually getting a Dominion battlecruiser. But at least that gives them somewhere to expand, and they certainly do have a lot of these clicks ready to convert to the Attack Wing game. And that's actually one of the things that I read recently. I have not been able to get confirmation, but it appears that they are uh, using their switch click base so that you'll be able to have the base uh, for the hero click and the base for the Attack Wing game. Uh, you'll be getting both in the in the packaging. So if you don't already have these for clicks... Uh, you will actually be able to use them by the sounds of it. Little Kickstarter note, Robotech Tactics completed recently. Possibly not recently, depending on how long this editing takes. Uh, it finished. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. I like Apple. All right. All right. <laughs> it finished at 1.442 million. It blew away all their expectations. Everybody that wants this game to succeed has ensured that it is going to succeed. They've crushed pretty much all their stretch goals. You're going to be able to get the STF-1, people, for 20 bucks. So congratulations to them. I uh, I enjoyed demoing it uh, at Adepticon. I think it's going to be a really solid game. Uh, it's just not one I can kickstart. There's just far too many things to to back right now. And uh, far too so, much budget. So you got to demo it at Adepticon. Yes. Did you, I mean, is it a solid miniatures game or is it a good game 
that brought you nostalgia, so that makes it better. Because I've kind of heard both. Okay. Obviously, we didn't do a whole rule set. Yeah. But the combat and the movement that we experienced, uh, or at least that I experienced, is pretty solid. It's not dice overload. And the, but then, of course, the nostalgia side, having the Veritex and having, you know, all three versions of them. You got the Mecha, you got the Jet, and you got, you know, the Guardian in between, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the Destroids, and, you know, you got the Zentradi and the more Zentradi stuff. And, you know, on the Kickstarter, you know, they're doing... um themed dice so you're gonna have edf dice or zentradi dice and stuff like that so it was a bit of both i think it very well be a solid game but you know that's like oh come on it's robotech it's macro (laughs) you know (laughs) all right so um if that does go to a uh a general consumer release i certainly hope to be able to pick it up as the budget affords i was watching some of the project just for the numbers but i wasn't watching so is this Full, just fully Palladium, or are they partnering with somebody, or or is? Well, it's well. How do you mean? Because it is, it's Palladium and Ninja Division. Ninja Division's doing right. the the minis. Okay. Palladium is doing the, the rules set. for the integration into the into the RPG into the RPG. Okay. Yeah, and of course they're all giving money to right the, the, Harmony as a license. Deal, yeah. So, a little bit of comic news. Dynamite Comics is released, has released, uh, or I should say announced a kind of a strange crossover. It's called Lords of Mars and it's going to be a crossover with Tarzan and Tarzan characters and John Carter and John Carter characters. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not necessarily the most obvious crossover that comes out in August, but I'll probably check out the first issue because it's, I like almost anything Dynamite puts out and that's, like I said, it's kind of not the crossover you think. Yeah, but on another end, I guess I could kind of see it. Well, you know, it is the the pulp, you know, characters that they've kind of built around. So, I mean, from a Dynamite standpoint, it makes sense. Uh, From a story standpoint, I'll definitely give that at least one shot. Disney has announced that Star Wars Rebels is in production. This is their next animated series. This is going to be set between Eps 3 and 4. They haven't really given any more detail than that, but obviously it's Rebels, so I suppose we're going to be getting into the silly white helmet era, um, <laughs> and they're expecting that in fall 2014, and that's going to be on Disney XD, I think they said. The Heroclix Fans Choice winner is Blink. They put that up earlier this week, so everybody's favorite teleporting mutant is going to get a new character, a new iteration. In a 2014 set. So I guess that means we're going to get another X-related set in 2014. Can't be a Heroclix year without mutants. Battlefront, which is in the process of taking over Dust, Minis, and Warfare from Fantasy Flight, has got a job opening. So if you're in New Zealand and you would like to run everything related to Dust, go apply. And finally, as we talked about a little bit, Lots of buzz about all the events going around at Gen Con. And one that has had a surprisingly large amount of buzz, seems very popular, possibly even a couple people in our gaming group going to play it, is Return of Disharmony, the My Little Pony RPG Adventure for first edition. It's it's getting a lot of buzz in our area. From Jordan (laughs) as he comes out as a brony. Not me. No, 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 no. I did not bring it up. This... This was all somebody yeah, else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, yesterday, Microsoft released 
all the specs for the Xbox yep. One, which uh, I'm, eh, I don't really care. Cool. It, it kind of misses the mark all on everything. All the specs. Yeah, all the specs. <laughs> In quotes. Kind of misses the point of, uh, I should say, misses the mark of everything that I'd want in a console system. So, could be a PS4 for me instead. Certainly not going to be buying the first-gen version of it anyway. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. I had that on my list, too. It's too early. I mean, some some people are, are upset because they didn't focus on gaming, which... Uh, Okay, granted, yeah, it's a gaming console, and and there are some. St- I I agree with some things. It's like really, I I don't remember it being that hard to watch my TV, so I'm I'm yeah. good by myself. But I will say that I do agree that okay, maybe they should have talked about it a little bit more on the gaming side. But this was a good time for them to get all of that junk out of the way, so that come E3, come E3, it better be gaming, 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 gaming. The one thing that totally put me off about their announcement is, other than hardware, they didn't really cover the stuff that people really cared about. Is it really going to be always on? Yes, no, yes, no. We've heard both. The consensus appears to be no. Uh, it's uh, well, yeah, but it has to connect every twenty-four hours yes. or within a twenty-four. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not always on, but it is pinging. And uh, right, but if it doesn't, for some reason, you have a like a two-day outage of internet or something like that. Yeah. yeah basically can't do much yeah i know (laughs) it's you know the part that bothered me i don't agree with it if i had to i guess i could live with it but i don't agree with it and i don't i really don't think again if i and i've suffered them in the past everybody has and depending on where you live your connection can suck ass anyway but if i have a two-day outage and i'm waiting for charter to come out which is going to be a week outage possibly (laughs) or more I shouldn't be penalized for games I've purchased for, that I have the physical disc and all that good stuff for. Well, that leads me to the second thing that right. did irritate me, which they didn't address, but they finally badgered them, yes. and it's going to be pay for your used games. Yes. They're going to... You have to install... I mean, we're going back to the 80s. You actually yeah. have to install everything on the hard yes. drive, and then you have to... Okay, the being signed on, that doesn't bother me. You have to install everything to the hard drive, that annoys me. I mean, yeah. That takes time. I've, I've had a couple of games where they've recommended it and I've done it. Yeah. That takes forever. It's bad enough to get, and then and then to do that, and then to finally fire it up and to get the, and then you, you have patch. to do an update. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to just mean, piss somebody off. Like I understand me. they're wanting to push their digital model and encourage people to download. I don't think this is the way to do it to get you into the habit of putting everything on your hard drive because you have to do that if you download. I think that's silly. But on t- then on top of that, they've said, and they finally came out with what their likely business model is going to be. If you buy a used game, you have to pay an activation fee. Mm-hmm. They argue, they waffled and they didn't send, didn't, and didn't, but then they finally admitted and the activation fee is probably going to be what MSRP on that disc is right now. Mm-hmm. Well, since they set the MSRP, that means what's the point of buying a used game? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's going to really crush things like GameStop. Right. Well, and then there's the talk of thing, you know, and Gamefly. Yes. And, and stuff. I mean, you're not going to, you know, rent an, an Xbox game and then pay full price when it gets here and then send it back and yeah. stuff like that. And again, it's, I'll, I'll wait it out. I'll see. I, we talked about it. I'm not an early adopter anyway. I'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and see what happens. But the other thing that bothered me a bit was, uh, okay, fine with the whole, 
don't know. Well, I'm not fine with it. I mean, we already talked about that, but the always, always on quote marks mm-hmm. kind of stuff or the 24, every 24 hour ping or whatever. The, uh, you have to have a connect and the connect has to be connected. Yeah. I don't give a damn about a connect. I never have. Nope. I, I don't, I don't own one now. I don't want one. So now I have to have one. And granted, obviously then it's going to be part of the package or whatever, but it's just, I don't care. And they've come out and said that, well, you can't turn off the microphone. You can't do, I mean, you just deal basically. Uh, You're, you're going to have a connect. Yeah. That is something that is almost as big a detractor for me as, cause I don't buy games used. So having to pay twice for a game, you know, if they, if, even if it's a reasonable cost, just a couple bucks. Go to GameSpot, stop, and get something at 30 bucks. If I then have to come home and pay full price again, well, then I'm never buying another used game. If I go to GameSpot and I pay 30 bucks, and I, I gotta pay two bucks to activate it. Well, maybe. But that plus the connects thing, I'm like, and then, you know, watching TV and trying to turn it from a video console into a full fledged multimedia, multimedia console. Yeah. It's, I don't need a full fledged multimedia console because I, a, I don't watch live TV. Mm-hmm. So that's not a selling point for me. I DVR stuff. So unless you're going to give me like a terabyte of video yeah. storage just so I can fast forward through commercials or buffer it so I can fast forward through commercials. No, that that's not a selling point for me. So there's a lot of strikes just right out the gate. And there are two uh, announced launch games really don't do anything for me either. The lack- but sadly, this PS4 is going the same way. Right. They're gonna, you know, Microsoft and Sony are gonna st- are gonna set a price point for their reused game fee, and it's not gonna be cheap, despite what I just said. And they're both doing the always on, uh, but Sony at least is keeping the PS3 concept more their game machine first. Yeah, that that is the big point. I mean, if you look at them spec for spec, I, IGN did a nice little yeah comparison of the two, and they, they I mean, you. You can't tell them that much apart on the surface. No. no. So the other thing that bothers me is the lack of backwards compatibility. Mm, that didn't bother me so much, but it bo- bothers me a bit. I mean, I've I've got an extensive game collection yeah. that I still play, and see, I to, don't, and I cycle to, quick, so. right? And to a point, I would be fine because you know Xbox to Xbox 360 was partially compatible, mm-hmm. which was cool because I did get to keep playing some some stuff. When I finally replaced my first one. So, eh, whatever. I mean, I, obviously, I, I'm not going to get rid of mine for a while. And, and like you said, the one time we talked about it, it's just like, okay, well, then obviously there's going to be a period if I'm in that maybe it's time to switch. I'm just not going to buy anything. Mm-hmm. It does bother me a bit, though, that all the crap I've bought digitally yeah, also is not compatible. That bothers me. I mean, it, okay, not necessarily maybe like game games that, have you know but all the xbox live arcade stuff and whatnot that bothers me and the little bit that i've been seeing about basically it's going to be a little bit harder for indies yeah to to do games because some of the indie stuff i really like that i've got i mean i'll play that more sometimes than some of the other stuff whereas on the ps4 side they there's an article in game informer which is generally a crap magazine but this is their ps4 issue uh, they were talking about how Sony and the PSN is really embracing and making it easier for the indie gamer to get stuff on the PSN and in the PS Store. Bottom line, though, wait and see. I mean, yeah. Again, it's for all you early adopters, thank you for grabbing the headaches first. Get out there and get all those problems fixed, please. <laughs> so that was all your... Yep, that's all my news. Yeah. 
Uh, I was going to mention, I didn't, hey, look what I got in the mail today. Hoplomachus Training Grounds. Hey, cool. So uh, you can do demos and stuff. And these are the uh, premium health chips. Ooh, ooh, these are nice and solid. Yeah, so nice. thought that was kind of cool. Basically, the uh, Hoplomachus Training Ground is a mouse pad-sized little arena that you can use for two players to kind of teach people the basics of Hoplomachus. Thanks for sending that out, Josh and Adam. It's cool. And to get a chance to see the uh, the premium health chips, which are very nice. They're very solid. All right, so on to the rest of my, I said, I, I uh, had the Xbox announcement too, but we've covered that to death. You know, there's a lot of games coming in and out, and I, I don't have, uh, I'm not covering a bunch of those, but I there are three expansions that I thought were kind of cool. Last Will is getting an expansion. Did you see that? Oh, really? Yes. No, I did not see that. So this is cool. Uh, and uh, We haven't played Last Will in forever, and every time I go downstairs and it catches my eye, I just kind of go, aw. <laughs> I want to play Last Will. <laughs> so Last Will is a game that we've thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So it's getting an expansion. They don't have a necessarily the final name for it, so it's just called Last Will Expansion right now. But with the Last Will Expansion, not only do you have to spend your money as fast as you can, but you also need to get fired from your job. Oh. After all, your uncle's heritage can't go to someone who's employed. Go work in IT. With this expansion, each player begins the game with a job card that provides him or her with a regular income each turn and details a number of things the player must do in order to get fired. The expansion also includes new cards, including new buildings and companions. I'm in. I'm so in. Give me a morality clause <laughs> to break. Yeah. We talked about Sulkin. With Jamie, that's getting an expansion here. Somewhere. Or will we be talking? About or this? will we? Yeah. <laughs> Where's it all coming? Well, yeah, we will. Be. That's right. This is geek news. We're going to pull this out. Hey, in the main podcast, we're going to be talking to Jamie <laughs> <laughs> about Sulkin. <laughs> Sulkin, the Mayan calendar, tribes, and prophecies. Each player now controls a particular tribe, each having a special ability, which only that player can use. The whole game is also influenced by prophecies that are revealed ahead of time and fulfilled when the time is right. These prophecies give players other opportunities to score points, but also affect the game in other ways. So it sounds like they're adding on to that whole knowing when to pull your piece or when to... Know when to hold them. And this one, uh, Dungeon Pets is getting an expansion too. Um, I haven't played Dungeon Pets yet. Love Dungeon Lords. Have Dungeon Pets downstairs. Bringing you more than just new pets, cages, and magic items, the Dungeon Pets expansion has a whole new district in the town. Would you like to hire an illegal worker or buy a pet on the black market? Maybe book a facility that produces food for active dogs, cats, and dragons. And what about a fancy ribbon or a cool spiked collar for your pet? Taking care of your pets will never be the same. So those are three expansions that are kind of on the way. So they're going full on Sims then? Yeah. That's what I was thinking when I was reading that. I wanted to mention uh, Red Dragon Inn 4 is on Kickstarter. So Slugfest Games is over on Kickstarter now. Um, So Red Dragon Inn has been a game for years and years and years and years. Now we've been playing off and on and and thoroughly enjoy. Highly recommend it. It can be played with adult beverages as well. (laughs) If you're so inclined. Possibly it should be. (laughs) But uh, that's currently on... uh, uh, on as well. Uh, they were looking for 10000 They've got over 40000 It's going until June 18th. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, kind of, um, on the Facebook and stuff, but uh, Spiel de Jars had announced uh, their three top three choices, which is Augustus, Hannaby, and Quicks. 
and we played none. <laughs> I think, and again, I think I had played one of the recommendations that didn't make it. Yeah, I'd only played Temple in the recommendation for the Kenner Spiel. Kenner, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So Kennerspiel was uh, Bruges, uh, Legend of Andor, and the Palaces of Carrara. Again, haven't played either of the, any of those. And yeah, it was just the uh, one game in the uh, recommendations that I played, which I think that one was Sulkin was in that recommendation. Yep. I remember it. Doctor Who Series 8 has been confirmed, so they will be coming back. 24 is returning. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, got something to say? Huh? What you, what you got? No, uh, no, no. <laughs> You're not doing it. Did you see 24 is returning? I did not. Okay. 24 is returning, but... Beep, boop. <laughs> were you not a fan of 24? Uh, mm. First two, three seasons, but after they nuked LA, I'm like, you really can't come back from that. So anything I, is an anti-climax. I mean, I've never watched 24, mm. straight up. So, I mean, that's, it's just something I know a lot of people are, are hardcore into, and I thought it was kind of interesting that it's coming back. But it is returning... Uh, it's going to be like 12 episodes instead of 24. So it's not going to be an so hour. So like two hour each yeah, or just I, However 12. they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Jack only has to work a half day today. <laughs> Kills a lot more terrorists a lot sooner. So, yeah. So they've uh, they've shortened up and hopefully tightened up <laughs> the show from what I understand. That'll do it for Geek News.